This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Joining me now is Dr. Rachel Hickox, who is a spatial ecologist and conservation biologist. We will be asking Rachel a few questions about how Otago's Hoiho penguin populations are suffering from fishing vessels. Kia ora, Rachel, and thank you for joining us on the show. Kia ora, and thank you for having me. Um, I'll just start off by asking if you yourself could describe for our listeners what your own involvement in research surrounding the hoi penguin population of, off the coast of Otago has been like and what the goal for your research is. My research with hoi began in uh, 2018 when I started my PhD at the University of Otago. Um, my project um, looked at tracking adult um, yellow-eyed penguins or hoi with mm-hmm. GPS loggers and we wanted to determine where they're foraging out at sea. So using this data, um, I developed species distribution models and performed various spatial analyses to kind of understand their foraging habitats and threats at sea. Um, And over the course of conducting my research, I volunteered um, with DOC and some other groups um, to help monitor the breeding pairs, um, particularly um, in Dunedin, but around the South Island as well. Um, it was especially helpful for me to do that in order to learn how to interact and handle the penguins, how to mark them with microchips, yeah. and to ultimately just understand their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also lending a hand to search for nests with um, and, and m- many other things that were involved with that hoiho monitoring. In numbers-wise, how many hoiho, or you know, as you see before, also known as yellow-eyed penguins, are currently living off of Otago's coast? Sure. Um, in... Uh, 2022, there was 162 confirmed breeding pairs Mm -hmm. um, spanning from Banks Peninsula to Rekiura or Stewart Island. Um, This is a minimum count, um, but it's a pretty reasonable one. Um, Official estimates were done several years ago, um, which suggests a total population size um, of around 3,000 individuals, but this includes the Campbell and Auckland um, Island populations in the subantarctics. And in terms of adversity, what is the biggest problem hoi ho penguins face off the Otago coast? Um, in my opinion, one of the biggest problems um, facing hoi ho is human interactions, mm-hmm. particularly at sea um, and primarily with commercial fishery, uh, fisheries. Um, but it is a bit more complicated than just picking out one of the biggest problems. Yeah. Um, hoi ho contend with combined effects of threats both on land um, and at sea. And this multitude of threats, particularly in that marine environment, um, is very seriously impacting the population. Um, So, for instance, penguins can get caught in set nets, or they can forage in areas that are destroyed by bottom trawls. Um, They struggle to feed themselves in those areas and their chicks um, due to possibly low prey availability due to that overfishing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a threat of climate change, both at sea and on land. And there are a significant number of chicks that die each year from diseases, um, uh, including a respiratory distress um, syndrome disease and avian diphtheria. And this is, of course, not to mention um, all those unnecessary deaths due to dogs or other human disturbance. So really, the combination of all of the threats, um, particularly in that marine environment, just means that the hoiho population is declining. Um, And there is a high possibility that they will go locally extinct um, in Otago and on the mainland of New Zealand in the next few decades. And you kind of touched on it there, but from 2017 to 2019, there was a 26.4% overlap between hoi penguins and fishing vessels. 
How does it, how does this occur at such a rate, and what effects does it have on not only the penguin but the habitat itself? Well, there's a lot of different um, impacts that uh, fisheries have, and that very intense um, overlap um, occurs mostly over that mid-continental shelf region, mm-hmm. um, and it spans for their entire breeding um, and foraging range from Banks Peninsula to the Catlins, as well as in um, Fobo Strait. Yeah. Um, high intensities of that um, fishing, both set netting and trawling, and that um, high overlap that you pointed out um, means that for most foraging locations, yellowhead penguins are at risk from being entangled with fishing gear um, or searching for food in that disturbed seafloor. So they struggle um, to find prey um, enough to feed themselves and their chicks. Mm -hmm. And despite kind of knowing now, based on the research that I conducted for my PhD, where those interactions are happening, um, we need to kind of better understand um, the extent to which hoiho are being caught in commercial fishing nets. Um, And we need to understand how trawlers in that disturbed seafloor are directly or indirectly affecting hoiho populations. Um, So that high degree of overlap um, is simply a a jumping off point um, where future analyses need to look um, more specifically and take that information um, and look at um, how they are interacting with those vessels in those specific locations that were highlighted in the study. And a method that is used to, I guess, try and lessen that overlap is the southeast marine protected areas. Could you explain the significance of these protected areas and could there be a strong push to further extend them? Yes, so um, one, of that, one of the main tools that we use um, in the marine environment to protect animals is using marine protected areas. Um, And that Southeast Marine Protected Area Network um, is made up of 11 uh, different individual marine reserves um, and and, um, MPAs. Mm -hmm. Um, And that hasn't gone into effect yet. It's still um, waiting for for approval. But that network, um, when implemented, um, will actually only protect about 3.6% of the range of yellow-eyed penguins. So despite its, its very the importance of marine protected areas for not only hoiho but for the environment and other species that occur in this area um, it's very important to realize that it's not the final step in protecting them okay. um, so MPAs there are different types of MPAs in New Zealand um, there are marine reserves which are no take so there's no removal of any um, uh, fish species or other organisms from that environment and then there's, um, a, it's called a type two uh, reserve, which limits some fishing activity. Yeah. Um, there's currently some um, voluntary closures as well off of um, the coast of the South Island that MPI have put into place um, to prevent or restrict um, set netting, um, particularly right off the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of, all of these are great steps forward. Um, but like I said, they're not, um, we can't just stop there. Yeah. Um, that's the the new or the um, not new, but the the next step is to implement marine spatial planning, um, which looks at um, the whole ecosystem, uses data from um, all, um, the entire ecosystem, and considers economic and social objectives as well as ecological ones yeah. when making those conservation decisions. Okay. And the information in in this study highlights where likely human conflict will occur at sea um, with. Hoiho, mm-hmm. and it could be used to support future um, designations of larger or more more marine protected areas. Um, but we also need to think a bit um, 
uh, a bit differently and think about looking at seasonal closures or more adaptive management strategies um, that depend on um, the breeding season, for instance, um, of yellow-eyed penguins or other other animals. Yeah. Um, the marine spatial planning also requires or or looks at information about how bycatch um, um, is is affecting the environment and looking at how we implement mitigation methods um, on fishing vessels. We're also, um, th this data is also really important for stakeholder engagement since uh, Hoiho are a Tonga species, um, really connecting with um, not only high level decision makers, but also um, local people uh, and, and children and looking at how we can really enhance um, our education and advocacy for the protection of the species. Yeah. Um, so, um, in short, the population is declining and it's endangered, and there's some incredible work happening by many, many people across New Zealand. Um, mm -hmm. However, it just doesn't appear to be enough to stop that decline. So we urgently really do need more effective protection at sea, which is highlighted by the study, um, for not only Hoiho, but just for the environment as a whole. I guess my final question would be then, how soon can we implement these new methods which you've just touched on? to, you know, avoid that extinction of, you know, our hoi hoi penguins? Well, you know, we needed it years ago, um, yeah. so it can't happen. At, um, uh, you know, it needs to happen now um, for, for it to really make a difference. And, and the thing with MPAs is they don't, they don't impact a species immediately. So it takes time for that environment to regenerate um, or for, um, um, for those effects to happen. So, you know, even if we do implement them now, it will take some time um, for those to actually work. So um, I, I really encourage um, the communication with, with government um, and, and that keep getting the message across that, you know, the, the time that it's taking to implement marine protected areas um, is, is just simply too long. Um, and we really do need to implement it, it now for it to make any sort of a difference. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.